Peace and joy to you from God our Father and from his Son and our newborn Savior, Jesus the Christ. You've heard it said, right, that no news is good news? You've heard that? That doesn't make any sense. How can no news be good news? No news is no news. So why would we say no news is good news? I think I figured it out. It's because no news is better than bad news. What bad news have you heard lately? Sometimes it's kind of minor. Uh, About a month ago, my son was going to have his first wrestling match, and my wife and I were on the way, and we got a phone call. This was right after school. It was our daughter. She said, my car won't start. Oh, that's bad news. Please let it be just the battery. Just the battery. Not that big of a deal. It could be worse, though, if someone calls and says, there's been an accident. That's bad news. Or if the doctor walks into the room and says, I'm really sorry, you only have so many months to live. Or the call that I got at the end of June in 2000, this was before I had a cell phone and my dad spent hours, I think, trying to find me, only to call and say, your mom is gone. It's bad news. No news is better than bad news. But tonight we get to hear the angel proclaim to us good news. Not just a little bit of good news or or not just good news that brings a little bit of joy, but as the angel said, good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Sometimes good news, it, it just brings a little joy. It's still good. Like when a child comes home with a paper and it has a, a big red A at the top, good job. Or, or when a high school student comes home after break and says, I, I aced my exams, good job. Or if your spouse comes home and says, I got a Christmas bonus, let's put in a pool. Or Blair is coming home. Or, or, or maybe your adult child calls and, and says, good news, we're getting married. Or maybe even better, we're pregnant. It's all good news. But eventually, e- even some of that really good news, it, it dissipates, it, it disappears into daily life. Have you ever noticed, though, that sometimes good news brings a little extra joy when it follows bad news? If a young couple gets married and they really want to have kids and, and they try and they try and they try, but it, the Lord is just not blessing them that way, that, that can be hard. But, but if at some point they become pregnant, it's, it's even sweeter. Or, or if the doctor says it's cancer, but, but it's early and we could do chemo and we could do radiation, even if that means that you're going to get sick or you're going to lose your hair or you're going to uh, go through a rough time, but, at the end, if the doctor comes in and says, good news, the cancer's gone, I mean, it's, it's just that much sweeter. I, I think that one of the reasons that the angel's good news brings such great joy is because it follows bad news. Here's the bad news. The almighty and eternal God has issued a decree that a census should be taken. It's not the first census, but it will be the last. 
He has no need to count the number of people who are living in the world. He already knows that. No, this census is for us to count. We will be asked to stand before the Almighty God as our judge, and we will have to give an account of the kind of people we are and the kind of life we have lived. And God's only concern is whether our life has lived up to his expectations, which are holy, perfect, sinless. And that's where the bad news comes in. Not a single one of us can match that standard. In fact, in his letter to the Romans, the Apostle Paul said, there is no one who does good, not even one. A little later, he said, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And a few chapters after that, he simply stated, the wages of sin is death. When we stand before God at that last census, census, the sentence should be, there is no room in the inn. You are all confined to the eternal, solitary confinement of the dungeon of hell, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched, where suffering and regret and pain just go on and on and on forever. That's, that's the worst news you could ever hear. It's a lot worse than my car won't start or even there's been an accident. It's even worse than it's cancer or mom is gone. Because it's eternal. If you're a Christian and if you come to church regularly here or wherever else, you might be used to hearing that. But I I know it's Christmas Eve and You maybe don't want to hear this part, but I don't want to gloss over the law. We're so used to hearing it and saying it. Every single week here, we we say those words. We're sinful, we've done evil, we haven't done good, and we deserve God's punishment now and forever. But I just wonder if it sinks in. I'm I'm guessing that if you got a call right now with some of that other bad news, that that would hit you hard. That happened to my family a month ago, and it wasn't even... Our family, it was a family that goes to school with my kids. They belong to the former church and their house burned down and and everyone is okay, but it just, it, it sunk deep. That's what we want to happen when we hear the bad news of the law to feel the depth of our sinfulness, the the dire straits of our situation and our desperate need for a Savior. Because when we understand that, The good news of the angel causes so much more great joy. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. It's a baby. It's a boy. But not just any baby boy. This is the offspring of the woman in the Garden of Eden who was promised to crush the devil's head. This is the one, the descendant of Abraham, through whom God would bless all the nations of the earth. This is the son of David, the branch from the stump of Jesse that would bring righteousness and peace to the earth. This is the one the angel said would come from the Holy Spirit who would be conceived by the Holy Spirit so that he would be called the Son of the Most High and even the Son of God. God himself was born as a human child. He was born in such 
humble circumstances so that one day God could lift you up and exalt you. He he was wrapped in swaddling cloths so that one day you could be clothed in the robe of Christ's righteousness. He, He was laid in a manger so that one day you could be seated on a throne. And Jesus' birth, Christmas, this is just the beginning of the good news. Over the next few weeks and months, we'll remember the life that Christ lived. That God became man so that he could be born under the law and do what none of us have done or ever could do, and that's to keep it perfectly. We'll remember how the Word became flesh so that he could offer his flesh as the atoning sacrifice that pays for the sin of all people of all time. We'll close the tomb and remember that Jesus died just so that he could rise again and guarantee eternal life to you. It's the birth of this child that changes the last sentence. And the last census. Not everyone who stands before God on judgment day needs to be counted as a sinner. Rather, through faith in the Christ child, you can be counted as a child of God. Through faith in Christ, God will wipe away your sins so that they no longer count against you. Through faith in this child, God will credit to your account his righteousness and his perfect life. Through faith in Christ, God promises that there is no bad news that can change your eternal future. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he went there and he promised that he would prepare a place for you. He guarantees that there is a room for you in the heavenly inn and that he will come back and take you to be with him. He promises that even though your body might lie in rest, that one day he will awaken it and you will live body and soul in a new heavens and a new earth that he will create. This is good news that causes not just great, but eternal joy. And I'm so glad that you were like the shepherds who after they heard the good news of the angel, they hurried off to find Mary and Joseph and the baby. Can you see the shepherds standing around the manger and worshiping the Christ child? Isn't that why you came here tonight? I'm so glad that you're here. I pray that you'll come back. And if you don't live close enough to come here, I I pray that you'll go and visit the Christ child every week at your own church. If you come, I guarantee you that next week we'll tell you the bad news again. But we'll also tell you the good news. That God loves you so much that he sent his only son who lived for you, who died for you, who takes away all of your sins, who promises to help you get through whatever bad news you face on earth and one day to grant you eternal life. So come and worship. And then like the shepherds, go They returned glorifying and praising God for everything that they had heard and seen. And as they went, they spread the news concerning the child. And those who heard it were amazed. You all know people who actually believe that no news is good news because they just don't want to deal with the bad news. But now you have heard good news that causes great joy for all the people. You can be like the shepherds. You can be like the angels. And you can tell them 
I have good news. A Savior has been born to you. His name is Jesus. And he will save you from all of your sins. Merry Christmas. Amen.